that looks scary hello everybody <laughs> i am griffin gaming rpg and welcome to the soul citizens and we are excited to have you guys here today um i'm getting an echo where am i getting an echo from hang on okay um there i think the echo's gone now is there no echo good all right i'm griffin gaming rpg again and welcome to the soul citizens uh we are here with a special group of friends today uh the name of today's show is original gamers the ogs um, well, some people might say original gangsters, but we're going to go with original gamers. Um, and the reason why we picked this title is because everybody on this panel is upwards of the age of 50. Can I, am I correct gentlemen by saying that? Is everybody within the lines of that? Okay. And we are here to share, uh, both our thoughts and experiences about Star Citizen, but also talk about our experiences with space games and gaming in general and computers and consoles and all that good stuff. These guys, I'm so excited to hear what they have to say. We have not talked about any of this, so I can imagine some of the things that they're gonna share with me as well as with you today. So let me introduce everybody, starting to my left, uh, someone who I just met within just the last couple of months uh, through uh, on the captain's table, and that is Jawa Sparky. Jawa, how are you? Good to have you. It's great to be here. It's a real honor, Griffin. Yeah, um, and we have had so much fun on 
by the captain's table. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and Fastcart are just a class act. Um, and yeah, I'm Jawa Sparky. Um, you can find us on Twitch or YouTube mm-hmm. at Fist and Jawa, mm-hmm. um, or our website, Fist and Jawa.org. Um, and we stream every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. And I stream every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Uh, Mountain Time uh, for Java with Java. And we just have an absolute ball. We had a great time this morning out there rock mining. So that um, clip with the uh, space buggy mm-hmm. kind of uh, jamming across there. Yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of like the rock. So yeah, it <laughs> now, just reminded me of rock driving. Now, real quick, you gave the title of Fist and Spark, Fist and Java. So tell everybody who Fist is so they'll know, you know, what the relationship is because that's your buddy. Yeah, um, he's my buddy in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and we call ourselves hetero life partners or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, he is uh, my best friend. Um, he's the one that got me into Star Citizen. And um, we started uh, a little over a year ago, about a year and a week ago. Uh, mm-hmm. We started up on YouTube, and um, we shoot videos together. He does a lot of ship reviews, and then we get into all sorts of shenanigans on Thursday. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, again, thanks for being here, Jawa. I really appreciate it. I've been looking forward to having right. you on the show. Next to Jawa is an old friend of mine, and I don't mean old in the sense of age of years, but a, a friend that I've <laughs> known for a few years, uh, my buddy Red Wolf. Red, how the heck are you? Oh, I'm doing well this evening. All is well. Good, good, good. It's good to see you, and uh, thank you again for, for being here tonight. It was last minute, and Red said, boom, I'm there. So I really, really appreciate that. We've been to CitizenCon together and uh, shared some interesting stories over the last few years. So it's it's nice to have him on the show tonight. And last but not least, another good friend who is, uh, this is the first time he's been on the show as well, and that is Reload from Test Squadron. Reload, how are you? I'm doing great. You're doing great? You sure? Is that all you're gonna say? I have never heard you answer <laughs> a question with something that simple before. I, this is amazing. I have to write this down in the books. It's, it's good to have you on, buddy. Uh, let me start with Reload first. Reload, do you, you were too young. You were probably born when that video came out, now that I'm thinking about it. But when you saw that, how, does that, how did that video click with you, the whole Apollo mission thing? Well, although I wasn't born then, I've obsessed over it for 50 years, <laughs> as far back as I can remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Red, how about you? The Apollo oh, I, thing. I was thinking that was cosmic in his younger days. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thrakazog, thank you so much for the gifted sub. We didn't hear our James Brown song. What happened to our music? That's weird. Thank you, Thrakazog. <laughs> we didn't have anything. And, and Ops Chief, too, thank you as well for the uh, the Prime sub. Wow. Jawa, what about you? Now, wait a minute. Who's the oldest guy in the room? I, I'm going to give my age. I'm 50, you are. I'm 50. Am I? I'm 58. And I think Reload's yeah. the baby. I think Reload's the baby. Red, are you beating yeah. me? Yeah, I'm beating you. 66. No. Okay. Yeah, Red gets the crown oh, yeah, tonight. Okay. All right. Red gets the gets the crown tonight. Um, What's that? Uh, yeah. Hi. Thank you. I know I probably slaughtered your name. Thank you for the subscribe and the follow. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What were you going to say, Jawa? Um, let's see, I'm 55, and I remember watching that clip live mm. in the school library. Mm. Okay. 
So I yeah. was I was at that time I would have been six years old, and I remember as, as sitting at my grandmother's watching it because back then mm-hmm. you know they tried to broadcast stuff live like that, and I didn't know really what mm-hmm. it was. But I remember all the news, you know, the stations had stopped for it, right? It was not like how now mm-hmm. we have a launch and only one channel shows it, but every channel yeah. was probably broadcasting right, it. Right. So I definitely remembered it. I didn't understand completely what it was, what it meant to go to the moon and all that stuff until I saw Apollo 13. But at least I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> okay. Um, so what we're going to do uh, for, for you guys today is we're going to look at some videos and some of these will be throwbacks. Yes, this is the old man show. That's what I'm telling you now, so you'll know, because we're going <laughs> to have to lay a foundation before we start talking about Star Citizen. So we're going to show a video, and we're going to talk in the background behind the video. So I'm going to drop the volume down a little because it's just music. But I want to kind of get these guys' feelings and feedback for the different computer systems. So, panel, what I'm going to ask you is that if you remember the computer, or if you ever used this computer, or touched it, or whatever, I want you to say so while the video's going. Fair enough? That makes sense? Fair enough. Okay, Red, you're ready? Yep. Reload, you're ready? ready? Okay, all right, here we go. We're gonna take a look at the the very first video. Which one is it? This is the, um, oh, this one. Okay, this video is on computers. We're gonna start with computers first, okay? So here we go. Before my time. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Uh, yeah, before mine. Yeah. But look at that. Yeah. Computer took up a whole freaking floor. Yep. Crazy. Probably smelled funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, 1940. Yeah. And they're getting a little smaller. Yeah. Nothing but yeah. tubes, right? Yeah. All right, 1946. Look at the wires. Oh, wow. Look at all those wires. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right, getting, getting closer smaller. to our birthdays are getting close now. All right, that's <laughs> when they started using tape, magnetic tape, it looks like. The big typewriter, for those of you who don't know what a typewriter <laughs> is. It's a brother! Yep. It's a brother! Okay, let's see what else we got next. 1953. Ooh, I don't recognize that at all. No. I have no idea what that is. No. Uh, no? Even no. before my time. Before your time? a punch card? <laughs> that was a punch card vision. Th- yeah, those, was it a punch card? I don't know, that thing's yeah. got VU meters on it there. I don't know what the heck that is. That, that looks like the thing out of War Games. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right, uh, Rooster. You probably did have to have a 30,000-page book. Okay, now we're starting to get into mainframes. 65, okay. Mm-hmm. And this is the type of stuff you started seeing, like, in um, 2001, A Space Odyssey. They had, com- like, computers right, like right. this running in the background. All right, 1970. This is seven years after my birthday. Still mainframe, still business, it looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're using them to put ships in space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Barely. 75. Okay. IBM. I've actually yeah. used one of those. You've seen that one I too, Reload? Actually... Did you say, yeah, Reload? Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. It wasn't functional. But my I first year in high school. Apple II. Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. Apple II E. Yep. Apple Definitely II. used one of those. Yes. I remember those. Oh, no. Oregon yeah. Trail. Oregon Trail. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I still have that game. <laughs> IBM PS1, yeah. maybe? PS1? Yeah. 1980? Yeah. That's what the five yep, and a quarter inch floppies? Yep, I've, yep, yep, I've seen my those. Yep. yep. Five and yep. four inch quarters with a greener amber monitor. Ooh, Mac. I had. That's the Mac SE. SE. Uh, yes, yeah, SE or whatever it yep, was. I had that one. I had that computer. You did? I never, right I never got yep. one of those. Okay. <laughs> that was my first real computer. Ah, 
95. Okay, I don't know which. Uh, Macintosh. No? Yes. No. No? That That's the Lisa, I think, isn't it? Oh, yes. No, 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 no. no, no. I, that's no. The, the one was the Power PC that the did Power Mac PC. and PC. Yeah. They did both. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, that looks gateway. like my first. It's a gateway. I recognize the logo. That looks like my first PC. That one did. A gateway 2000 in 2000 when everything was supposed to shut down. <laughs> uh, Sonic. I remember the monitors. They still make monitors. But that's yeah. just like a regular PC desktop, like maybe what a 386 yeah. or something, maybe back then. Yeah. And notice they stopped showing have... people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had one of those huge monitors. I have that computer right next to me. Matt, that, that one. one. Yep. I don't know it's which right model that was because the models works. look the same to a certain degree. So I don't, that one, I, you got me on that one. Okay. So we stopped like 10 years, 11 years back. Okay. Cause of course the mm -hmm. computers that have come on since 2010, 2011, you guys are already familiar with. Okay. Um, so reload, you said you did recognize some of those computers that were there. Did you, or did you ever own them or did you just work on them? I just worked on them. You just worked and on they were, them. They were primarily in the back room used for parts. Oh, really? Oh, now. Really? You got about uh, in the nineties. Oh, in the nineties. Okay. 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 Got you. Got you. Got you. Uh, we lost Red Wolf for a second. I'm gonna come to Jawa. Jawa, what about you? You said you did own a couple of those computers at one point or worked on yes, them? Yes. Yeah, I, I did. Um, and they didn't show my first computer, which was a Timex Sinclair. I had a, a Timex keyboard. Sinclair, the black one. I had that yep. little thing. Oh my God. That was my first computer. Yeah. Oh my God. And yep. I had it hooked up to a TV that had a bad vertical hold on it. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that, that was my first computer. Yeah. Back then, that's what you plugged into, a TV. You plugged into your TV. Yep. You didn't have a monitor at home. You plugged into your nope. TV. And, uh, and these cartridges yeah. sometimes, like I had a TI-99-4A. Right. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wow, yeah. Radio Shack. Holy smoke, Texas Instruments. And they didn't show Radio Shacks, uh, the TRS-80s. No, um, we didn't. Series. They didn't, right. weirdly enough. And I'm surprised, too, because those were pretty yeah. impactful when it came down to PCs. Oh, they were. Yeah, T Texas Instruments. Wow. Because Radio Shack was the place yeah. that you went to for those. Okay. Yeah, the radio, sh the radio shack ones. I still jump if I hold shift and hit backspace because that used to erase the <laughs> erase whole everything. line. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I so that. right. I still have a phobia about that. Red, did you use any of those computers we saw or ever work on uh, any of those? The first one I used was a Tandy One Thousand. Tandy One Thousand. Oh, right on. Right on. Wow. Wow. With a, it, I had a dual drive, a three and a half inch and a five and a quarter floppies in it, and that's where my gaming started. Even okay. Oh wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's let's move on now. We looked at PCs. We looked at personal computers. Now we're going to take a look at consoles. I don't I don't know if any of these guys are console players or whether they've just seen them, but we're we're going to look at consoles next. So let's take a look at that. Okay. Back in the groovy days of 1972, there have been over 30 consoles created and oh, sold I played in North that. America. I played that. The that Odyssey. Is an astonishing,ly high number. Yeah, well, yeah, time, Pong was my first game. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah, NES. I had one of those. Sony was still 20 years away from the launch of the original yep. PlayStation. My my wife Microsoft bought me that that PlayStation. That was her first Christmas present see, to me. Times were okay. much different back then. Remember Sega? Yeah, gaming has come a long way through the years. So and we weren't I'm even married yet. Through every single console generation I had the by Genesis. generation. 
Okay, here it we go. It all began with the first generation of video game consoles, and oh, wow. I don't remember that. Only really had one but I had that. Time, the yeah. yep, yep. The Odyssey, which was released yep. in 1972. Yeah. The Odyssey Check had a this out, Reload. Wait till you see how they put how they put the graphics on the screen. Wait till you see this. To a typical game cartridge. Gonna blow your mind. Yep. The console has that 1970s Here it comes. Get ready. And just fit right in back then. The games weren't too complicated on the Odyssey either. They consisted of three square dots and a line. You even had to put a plastic Look. overlay on your screen sometimes <laughs> to add additional visual elements. That was the, the graphics. <laughs> yeah, it was the first console ever. The CIG used these. Magnavox made more improved versions of the Odyssey until 1977. They put that Mylar thing over it, whether it was a haunted house, forever. a racetrack, or whatever. The second generation of video game consoles began in 1976 with the Fairchild Channel I don't remember that. supposedly stood for fun, but I think it actually stood for flop. It in chat for the uh, channel. Always said it flopped. Their education games for children were solid. 1977 saw the release of the famous Atari 2600. I had that. Vision. Yep. Had the Atari. Of the second generation. Yeah. Yeah. Vision, yes. joystick controller changed the game forever. Until 1977, you only saw joysticks in the arcade. But the Atari 2600 put one in your home. Along with Pac-Man, Space Invaders may be the most yep. well-known game on Asteroids. the console. Asteroids. Mm -hmm. Donkey Kong. I had that on the TR-80. We got the Bally Astrocade, which flopped. A year later, in 1979, what? we got the Magnavox Odyssey 2. An all-new console remember that. building upon the first have one ever created. And it was actually pretty good. Lastly, in 1980, we got the Intellivision. Mattel. It was Mattel. <laughs> and actually gave the Atari 2600 a run for its money. The third generation of video game consoles, oh, yeah, also known yeah, as the 8-bit yeah. era, kicked off in 1985 with, you guessed it, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Never had that. Nintendo's no, had that. Yeah, the NES, yeah, I had one of those. Video game market it's indestructible. <laughs> and oh boy, was it a smashing success. Their IPs like Super Mario and The Legend of Zelda were instant hits, and the games were unlike anything ever seen at the time. The controllers were simple, but way better than those from the second generation. The NES truly changed the game. Just a year later, in 1986, the Sega Master System and the Atari 7800 both hit I had the 7800. The NES, but they came up short. The Master System had a much smaller library than the NES, and its games simply weren't as good. The Atari 7800 was a big improvement over the yeah, 2600, was a monster. but still had its fair share of problems, especially in terms of Those innocent commercials. Yeah. The fourth generation of video game consoles, better known as the 16-bit era, began in 1989 with the release of the Turbo I had the Turbo Graphics and the Sega Genesis. And the Genesis. The Turbo Graphics 16 was technically not a 16-bit console, as it used a modified 8-bit CPU, which led to poor sales. The Sega Genesis holds a special place in my heart as it was the first home console I ever played. For starters, it was actually a 16-bit system, and all the Sonic the Hedgehog games absolutely slapped. It was such a good console with a great library of games. Yeah, Sonic was my wife's favorite game. Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Released in 1991, yep. the SNES was the king of the fourth generation. I don't even know where to start with the SNES. Oh, the SNES was so that was the first game I ever finished right there. The SNES would dominate sales. Its graphics were great. It had some incredible games. Did you have this re reload? were top notch. In nope. fact, the okay. SNES was so good, it was still popular. Red hasn't coughed up on any consoles. You stayed away from oh, consoles, we Red. Also got the Neo no, Geo well, I never, I never I had them. They were things that my to your home, but nieces so and nephews had. Okay. Seen as a luxury console more but, than anything. But use this. 
85, 86. Yeah, 86, yeah, because the Neo Geo, I wanted it. It was too expensive. It was like 600 bucks. I was chasing girls. I think. <laughs> 95, 96. How was married for the first time? Of market saturation. <laughs> It was difficult to develop games for the Atari Jaguar, which led to I remember the Jaguar, but I never got it. Third-party support. Yeah. 1995 saw the release of the Sega Saturn, which failed to live up to the expectations set by the previous generation's Genesis. That's partly because it launched in May, a very odd time of the year, and because the console didn't release a single Sonic the Hedgehog title. After a dispute over a disc-based add-on for the SNES, Nintendo and Sony both parted ways and decided to do things on their own. Sony would go on to release the PlayStation in 1995, Tecmo Super Bowl. and Nintendo released the N64 a year later in 1996. This was the most intense console war we had ever seen at the time. Discs versus cartridges, traditional controllers versus funky controllers, fights over third-party developers, it had it all. The PlayStation was the new kid on the block. I never had the PlayStation one. To Nintendo. Due to their usage of discs, they were able to steal some of their third-party developers from Nintendo, none more famous than Square Enix. The PS1 was the first console ever to sell over 100 million units and was a smashing success. The N64 was also a very good console. That's, yeah, Super Mario that's the one my wife Ocarina bought me. Of time, the PS1. The N64 was loaded with great games. Still have it, actually. Day, it couldn't compete we weren't even PS1. married yet. The sixth generation saw four consoles duke it out for supremacy, starting with 1999's Sega Dreamcast, a console truly ahead of its time. The graphics on the console were insane for the time period, considering it came out near the end of the 64-bit era, and it had online capabilities. If Sega released it literally just a few years later, maybe things would have been different, but it was the last console they ever made. 2000 saw the release of the Sony PlayStation 2, which is still the best-selling console of all time today. For starters, the console was backwards compatible with the PS1, so there was no reason to not upgrade if you had the cash. It also doubled as a DVD player back when those were all the rage. Graphics were great, the controllers were great, and the console had online capabilities. It was everything I any started going to PC the by the time this In came out. In 2001, two consoles yeah, were released. The Nintendo GameCube. And I did the have that for my Xbox. kids. GameCube. The GameCube was the first Nintendo mm. home console to use discs, but they used mini discs and not typical CD-ROMs. The GameCube had arguably the best controller of all time and tons of great games, but it failed to compete with the PS2. Microsoft decided to get into the video game scene with the Xbox, and it was very successful. Never owned America, an Xbox. Having a record-breaking launch and outselling yep. the GameCube. Halo Combat Evolved was such a great game that players were buying an Xbox just to play it. Microsoft truly made online gaming go mainstream. Oh, look who that is! Yeah, for real. <laughs> the seventh generation of video games started in 2005 with the Microsoft Xbox 360. It was released a whole year before the PlayStation 3 and Built -in Wii, giving Wi Microsoft a head start mm, on the competition. Xbox 360, the yeah. Xbox Live, a revolutionary <laughs> online service that helped you keep track of your friends. It's about the time when game raging started. Threes. While many believe mm -hmm. the Xbox 360 was the king of the seventh generation, it was let down by technical issues, like the Red Ring of Death, time mm -hmm. and time again. In 2006, Sony released the PlayStation 3 and Nintendo now, released what the I Wii. Bought. The PS3 was a direct competitor to the Xbox 360. The consoles both had an online service, and the main difference being the PlayStation Network was free while Xbox Live was a paid service. The PS3 also doubled as a Blu-ray player 
which made it more attractive than the Xbox 360. I think I still have a PS3 master. I've got a, a PS4 and 5, and power and graphics. Or 3 and 4. 3 and 4. 3 and 4. The Wii didn't have gorgeous graphics or high-end specs. I it was all about the Wii controls and The Wii was good. My kids loved the Wii. They were mad when I got rid of it. And it worked out well for them. Yeah, we still have that. My wife and I play that. We do the boxing. That's fun. The eighth generation of video game consoles kicked off in 2012 with the Wii U, which may have been Nintendo's biggest flop since the Virtual Boy. This console just didn't have it. It had a horrible advertising campaign, which led to poor sales right off the bat, and its gamepad was supposed to be revolutionary, but turned out to just be very limited. Its user interface and functionality weren't great, and as usual, Nintendo lagged behind Sony and Microsoft in regards to its online service. 2013 saw the release of two consoles, the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Oh man, is that an origin product? Shoot themselves in the foot when launching the Xbox One. <laughs> the console cost $100 more than the PS4 at launch because it came with Kinect, which, oh yeah, was always on, watching your every move. It didn't go over well with the public, so many gamers switched to the PS4. Both consoles were great, but it's clear that the PS4 was the class of the generation until the Nintendo Switch came out in 2017. It took Nintendo five years to learn from their mistakes, but they took everything that was innovative about the Wii U and perfected it in the Switch. It was the first hybrid console, capable of being played in handheld mode or in docked mode. It's revolutionary and one of the best consoles available right now. Hmm. I've Lastly, actually played that with the Switch. A friend of mine has that, it's kind of cool. In the span of three days, we saw two new consoles get released in 2020, with the Xbox Series X and S, and the PlayStation 5. As you know, the Xbox Series X is the most powerful console in the world, capable of playing games in 8K at 120 frames per second. It has one of the most modern controllers out there with a gorgeous hybrid D-pad, and is just chock full of next-gen features. Its little brother, the Xbox Series S, isn't nearly as powerful as the Series X, but it's still capable of playing games in 1440p at 120 yeah, the Xbox controller, that's so what I use for Star Citizen in the PC. Bells and whistles. We also got the PlayStation 5. It has similar specs to the Xbox Series X, but has a little less raw power. Instead, Sony focused mostly on the solid-state drive. The PS5's SSD is much faster than the Series X's, which cuts down on loading time substantially improving the gameplay experience for everyone. It's What's also got a more watch? futuristic design than the Series X, if that's what you're into, as well as a controller chock full of unique features. It would be great if these consoles ever became available in stores, though. I feel like I've been waiting forever to buy one. I'm not gonna lie, I wish I started my gaming adventure all the way back in 1972 with the first console ever. But wait, now that I think about it, wouldn't that make me a middle-aged man today? You know what? On second thought, I'm okay with the way things are. So I guess we so fall into the category, the category of middle-aged men. <laughs> All I heard was a bunch of millennial talk. <laughs> let me let me ask a question because we went through this thing with consoles real quick. Um, did you guys ever? Did you? When did you begin to lose interest? If, I know Red, you said you didn't really mess with consoles that much, but Reload. When? I mean, do you still play consoles, or or did, was there a point where you just started to lose the whole console thing? Probably um, PlayStation Two. Really? That's Dude. probably when I lost it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Was it because you were just losing interest in consoles? Or was it because of the switch to the three or, you know, what, what was it? Did you remember what it was that kind of made you say, ah, I'm done with consoles or was PCs just getting your interest? 
Well, it was either spend money on consoles or spend money on PCs. Mm, and I okay. saw an opportunity for a job in PCs. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Red Wolf, you said, did you ever monkey with consoles or no? No, not very much. Just Atari years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And Jawa, what about you? Because you said you still had um, some consoles later, right? You played up to, a, you still yeah, played like yeah. the Wii. Yeah, um, we have... We have the Wii, mm-hmm. and my wife and I like to play that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I wanted to get into um, gaming, and with my friend Fist, and my wife was gonna, and I she bought me a VR setup, mm. and I was um, looking at going that route, and Fist talked me into putting together my first gaming PC, mm-hmm. and I went that route instead, and it's just. There's so much more you can do with a a PC than you can with a console. Okay, okay, gotcha. All right. Firecracker Sin, thank you for the follow. And we saw a viewer question that was supposed to come in from Neumann. I keep saying that name wrong, but it didn't come through. I don't know why. But uh, if you want to send the question again, feel free. Okay, let's uh, let's, let's jump into this. Uh, Let's talk about computers for a little bit here. Uh, I'm going to start out with uh, Reload on this. Reload, what sparked your interest in computers just in general? Was, do you remember what it was that kind of got your attention? It's going to sound strange, but it was Tiananmen Square. Really? I was a freshman in college at the time, and we were literally talking to students in China as it was happening. Mm. I mean, not exactly, you know, mm-hmm. within right. an hour. Right. It was right, right, right. Was this via uh, visually, or was it through a? What, how, how were you doing? How was the communication? Uh, message, message, message board. board, message boards. Okay. We had some foreign exchange students who had family and friends still back over there, and they were communicating. Wow. Okay. Okay. Cool. Red, how about you? What got you into computers? Well, I, I started with well, I was playing Dungeons and Dragons on a computer, mm. and uh, I then found that we had a friend that was uh, he was taking classes at the local community college mm-hmm. in computer science and stuff. And he knew more than they knew mm. than the instructors. So he kind of got me peaked in starting with windows back in the DOS days before windows mm-hmm. and, mm. and worked with computers. And I've just continued since. Okay. And Joe, how about you? What got you into computers? Um, in in middle school, actually, we had a TRSA Model 1, one in the school, just one computer in the school. Mm-hmm. And as geeks hung out, I still remember if you had bumped the keyboard, you would erase everything. <laughs> uh, and you saved everything to cassette tapes. Oh, yeah. And then in high school, we got a TRSA Model 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, we had two of those in the entire school. And I played Death Maze 5000, if any of you guys remember that. That was the predecessor to Doom. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. I, mine actually started in high school. I was on, we were, we were, I was like red. I w- we were doing some type of, we had a main, not a mainframe, but it was a large computer, you know, where you had punch cards and we were, it was some type of dungeon maze game that came up on that scroll re- printer paper. Remember the kind of hit the holes down the side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and green bar. Yeah. yeah and and it, that kind of got my attention was that, and, and you know, we had the punch card thing. You had to do all the programming. And then later on when magazines, like, I don't know if it was PC Mag, I can't remember which ones. Remember they used to put programs in with the code and you could put that in yourself. And so then my school offered, uh, we had basic Fortran, we had basic Fortran, Pascal and COBOL. And I took all those, you know, thinking I was gonna do something with computers one day, other than play Star Citizen. I thought I was gonna be, 
using that in some form. And I think when it got to like C or visual C or C, C, C plus or whatever, I, that's when I kind of, ah, you know, I, I left that realm. Mm -hmm. um, let me go back and start with reload again. Now reload, what was your, uh, interest in computers as far as gaming was concerned? What do you remember sparked that? I believe it was Falcon 3.0. Ooh, Spectrum Holobyte, right? Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. What about it? What in particular? It's the first game that I ever didn't realize a day had gone by. Mm. <laughs> you started in the morning and then saw the next sunrise. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For those of you all who don't remember Spectrum or from Falcon 3.0, they, they did a couple of the Falcons before that one, but 3.0 was a real big one. And I remember one of the big things about it was it was land capable. You're, you're, was it modem capable too at the time where you could play with another player? I, I know you be a kind of, kind of. You had to find the right BBS. Right, right, right. That's what it was. Do you guys know what a BBS is in chat? I don't know if any. I don't. I don't want to act like oh, you know we're the old oh, men yeah. with all this knowledge, but I don't want to say terms <laughs> that people don't know. Uh, BBS was a bulletin board service. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Mad style. Yeah, <laughs> we're all old. Um, but yeah, Falcon was great because you could play with another player. That was the thing mm -hmm. that that reloads that stuck with me. And I had a buddy of mine. And at night, that's what we would do. I, I and the, remember the manual was like freaking like humongous, right? And I remember that. Uh, Red Wolf, what about you? Do you remember what what in computing got you? What brought what game did you see that really got? I know you said Dungeons and Dragons, but what caught you as far as computer gaming? Well, when I when I finally got to a point, I had a like a twenty year hiatus with real life. Okay. So when I got back, I got a computer and I was interested, and I started playing. Wow or just something to play along the D&D &D line. Mm. And uh, somebody I met there got me involved in Star Citizen, told me about it, and I've been with Star Citizen ever since. Oh, okay, okay. That's awesome. You didn't have to go through all the crap that we went through to get here. That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Jawa, what about you? What, what shifted you into computer gaming? Computer gaming? Um, Let's see. Uh, I... On my Mac, I had Tetris and a Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yes. So I, the sub -logic I remember version? that. Was it the Sublogic version? Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. And that or that was uh, unbelievable uh, because I was taking flying lessons at the time. Mm -hmm. But then I got moved over to PC and played SimCity for hours. Mm. But then the bulletin boards, um, that was the first online community I met, even though it was right there in our town. Okay. And we played a game called Legend of the Red Dragon. Mm. It was more mainly a text game. Uh -huh. And uh, then um, a few years after that, Myst came out and mm. that was it for me. I, I played that game and played that game and I just, I would just go walk around and look at stuff, kind of like what we do in Star Citizen. Yeah. I hate it. I hated Misk. Game. I hated Misk with the cake that you had to do with the checkers, the checkered cake. That drove me crazy for the longest yep. time. Yep. It drove yep. me insane. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm like Red Wolf. Uh, I got introduced into. Remember, I mentioned about the text type printer game. Well, Zork came out, and Zork got my mm -hmm. attention. Um, the whole you know, get lamp, go west, look here, that type of thing, right? Um, via, via, <laughs> very small syntax that you had to use. Uh, you had to have the graph paper to map out where you were going to try to remember stuff. <laughs> uh, but Zork is what got me. And that was when we had nothing on a screen mm -hmm. that was just a black and white screen with X's and O's and little symbols and stuff to show mm -hmm. things. Um, but I think that was what really got me into computer gaming. And then arcades became introduced, right? And when arcades came out, 
we're going to jump into that in a couple seconds. We're going to talk about the progression from arcade games that, you know, became computer games and also mm-hmm. kind of sparked interest in space games. Uh, let me go back to Reload on this one. Reload, what was your first space game that you remember? Something related to, and it could be Flight too, because I know you said Falcon, but is there a space game that you remember from the beginning? I hate to admit this, but it, it would either be uh, Space Invaders or Elite Dangerous. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those were about the same time. Yeah. Just I think really think so. Yeah, Elite came a little bit later. So if it would have been Space Invaders, would have been the arcade version, or you saw it like on a console or PC? Uh, arcade version. Arcade version. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mad style. Thank you so much for those for gift, subs. gift subs. I don't know why am I hearing myself. Echo through here. Are you guys hearing right, an echo, of me? echo of me? No. Okay. No, I'm not hearing an echo. All right, give me All right, one yeah. second one to check second something, check gang. Because okay. I'm hearing a loop that I shouldn't be hearing. This one. This one, too. Hmm. Can you guys give me a test? Uh, test, test, check, check. Test squad one, test, test. Yeah, I don't know what's don't looping. Could be me. Oh. oh. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Okay. But as long as you guys aren't hearing echo, I can live with it. I just want to make sure. Chad, are you guys hearing echo? Okay, somebody says yes. Jay says yes, I do hear echo. I don't know why I'm echoing. Okay. I was, I was echoing, echoing and, I and I turned, turned off, off the. Um, oh, that's what it is. Somebody, yes, somebody, yes, somebody has, has their, their um, OBS, OBS Ninja, Ninja with their audio, audio unmuted. unmuted. Oh, okay. So, so please check your OBS, your OBS Ninja and make sure that your audio, audio is, muted. is muted. There you go. It was red. Okay, red got it. Thank you. There we go. There we okay. Go. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit here about da, 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 da. we talked about our space game. Uh, let me go to Red this time, right? Red favorite space game. Star Citizen. <laughs> okay, Star <laughs> Citizen. Fair enough. Uh, J- Jawa. Uh, first, first. I'm sorry. Let's say first space game. I'm sorry that you ever played. First space game you ever played. Uh, well, let's see. Since uh, Space Invaders is already taken, uh, Defender. I, I loved playing Defender at the arcade. Ooh, I completely forgot about Defender Side Scroller. Completely forgot yep, about and that. And I played that at a, a Shakey's Pizza Place in Carmel, California. I completely forgot about Defender. That's a good one. Okay. Red, did you ever play any space games either in the arcade or before Star Citizen? Or was Star Citizen I, the first we, one? We had the Space Invaders. Space Invaders, okay. Space yeah, Invaders seems to be it. Okay, let's, and since we're talking about that, let's go through a quick short history of space games, okay? We're going to go through some clips, gang, and we're going to talk over these a little bit. So we're going to say which ones we played, didn't play, we knew about, or whatever the case may be. So let's jump in on this real quick. All right, anybody recognize that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like the Star Citizen better. <laughs> this is this is this is Star Citizen uh, 4.0. Okay, so oh god, does anybody remember what you're supposed to do with this game? Yeah, shoot all the guys, right? And then they'll come down on you. 
And as they, so well, they shoot through your barricade. Yeah, it was stressful when you think about it. I mean, now you wouldn't think anything about it, but back then your hands were shaking when you were playing this. Oh, yeah. Because the invaders would speed up, right? <laughs> you got Mama would give me three quarters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd move down. All right, so we can, and you can kind of see that they're picking up. That little thing there was a bonus. If you could hit that ship, if you right. could hit it, right? Right. But they started picking up faster and faster. They got ridiculously fast for the last one. All right, let's go to the next one that we're going to take a look at here. Who remembers this? Oh, God, I do. Do you remember that? I do. You had to fly in and land. Yes. Yeah. I totally remember that. This was called Lunar Lander. Yeah. Uh, right. You had yes. like a little bit of gravity to your ship that was pulling you down and you had a certain amount of fuel. They tell you what the altitude is. They tell you how yep. much fuel you have. Yep. And you have to get this thing to slow down and touch down lightly, very lightly. Uh, most yeah. times people would run out of fuel trying it's to like keep right. Yeah, it does rise like Hurst. <laughs> it's like Star Citizen now, right? You see the influence. Yeah. So he's gonna try and land on that 5X one there. It's a, that's a tough spot to land on. Look at that fuel burn. Yeah. But because it's high, it's easy to get to. But the ones lower, man, your fuel starts going on. The landscape would change every time you played this. So there's, boom, missed oh, it. No. He was too far he, to the right. <laughs> yes, he was. Yep. So that was Lunar Lander. That was an old classic uh, that you would play mm -hmm. as well. All right, let's see. About God, I forgot about that one. Next series of things. This is a series of games that are gonna come up here of a franchise. So we can take a quick look at these. All right, that's Star Trek, the motion picture in 1982. I do not remember that game at all. Oh, I do. You do? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. This is the Kobayashi Alternative, a text-based <laughs> playing Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. That's scary to me. Oh, I played a lot of games like that. The yeah. Promethean Prophecy. I don't know, for Star Trek, it just seems like it would be so... I don't know. I guess I never tried any of the Star Trek games that were text-based. I'm used to getting a lot of nerd fights because of this game. Really? Now, I didn't remember this one, the Rebel Universe. And I had an Atari ST, but I do not remember this game. And I'm a big Star Trek fan, so I, I don't know how I missed it. <laughs> that looks like the Stanton system there. Yep. Look at that long arm of the law there, Reload. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Star Trek 1991, 25th anniversary Super NES. Oh, I had this one. You had that one? Yeah. I was questioning why there were two yellow shirts flying at two. Oh, good point. <laughs> this I definitely oh, don't yeah. remember on Game Boy, and I had a Game Boy. And I can't believe I, I didn't this. buy this. I did have this one on Game Boy. <sighs> this next generation. It looks cool. It does, but I don't remember those. 1993. Yeah. Is that a Kirk? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the new uh, RSI one. All right, I had this one. 20 for the Judgment Rights. Oh, yeah. And they actually used the no. voices of the Put actors on, on that one. There's the transporter. Look how buff they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the sound from this too. Yes, oh my God. absolutely. It's another one on Game Boy. I don't I, know that one. I, I don't know that one, but I stopped playing with Game Tholians? Boy I think, by I think this time. Tholians. That's the Sectholians, yeah, yeah. I had a Game Boy in the Marine Corps. Super so NES. I had a lot of those games. Next Generation. Yeah. 
They lost me on that one. All right, <laughs> let's work. go to the next we'll franchise. All right, here's one familiar to a lot of folk. Will dangerous. One of the elite, the space combatiers, set apart by their total mastery of the spaceways. And then they gave us Odyssey. This is your ship, a Cobra-class fighter trader, fast and highly maneuverable. Yeah, the Sidewinder has changed much. <laughs> it's up to you to trade, using the ship's trading computer, and use the profits, if any, mm. to Slaves. improve your ship's weaponry and equipment. Your Cobra is equipped with front-firing pulse lasers of adequate power for a beginner. Mountings are fitted at each viewpoint for further lasers. The ship has three the Star Wars with room for a fourth. These can be targeted from any... You guys are asking what year this was? This is 1984 for Elite. And this is the original. But can be wow. destroyed by ships fitted with electronic countermeasures. And yes, we were excited to play this. We were excited. to learn is docking with the Yeah, you young kids don't know what you have. <laughs> we had sticks and rocks in this. <laughs> Once the outer shield is penetrated, but the entry is yeah. must be matched. When you're a successful Mom got rid of this. Look at that. That's how you go into the station. Look at that. That's how you go into the station reload. Yep. Get some practice. The mail slot, yep. When the time comes to start trading, you'll need to find someone to trade with. Your ship's trading computer contains basic information oh, wow. on all the Federation. Shenanigans, thank you for that resub. Thank yeah. you so much. This is but one of eight. However, yeah, to be patient with these games too. Oh yeah. Very expensive. So don't worry about the other seven for the moment. I don't. Was there a manual for this too? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. Basic information can then be obtained. Full Hopefully, freelancer will come up because that has a manual. Available from within. Yeah, I would think they had. There's, there's too much detail in here. There had to be something. Indicates your ship's range in hyperspace drive. All right, we're going to move on past the Elite because we can sit here and watch. But this is just to get you guys to know how far Elite has come the local from 1984. Shows a clearer view of the planets in your immediate vicinity. All right. Let's take a look one at this one. Let's see if you guys remember this one. Rated E10 for ages 10 and up. That's us. Fantasy violence. Yes. Who remembers this? Oh, Space yeah. Space Ace. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Justice, truth, and nope. the planet Earth. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I had a, I had a crush on somebody on there. Yeah. Reload, can you tell people what was so special about this game? Technically, do you remember? Uh, it was kind of like a choose your own adventure, wasn't it? Where yeah. The, uh... Why it looks so good, though. Yeah. Oh, uh, real, real cartoons. Yep, it was, like was, on it was ran off a laser disc. Yep. It was ran off of a laser disc when it was in the arcades. There was a fantasy version of this too. Yes, yes, Dungeon yeah. uh, Dragon Slayer. Yeah, yeah, Dragon Slayer. Yeah. With, wasn't his name Drake, I think? Yep, with yes. Drake. Yeah, good old Space Ace. All right, let's yeah. check out another one here. Oh, yep, yep. Now you got me going. <laughs> All right, there we go. There we go. Although we don't have any kill Rathy. Or not kill. Uh, sorry. It's so exciting. Is it you? Play the space combat game that launched a thousand imitations. No, I know. Yeah. Still got some uh, wing commander. Yeah, sure enough. Left. I cried. Is better than cats. Okay. All right. Now that was yeah. in 1990 when that came out. This is, this is 93. 
talk. Yep. Oh, it. I wore this yeah. game out. I wore yeah, this game out. Nope, not heretic though, 2G. You're close. Yep. And I remember the. Was it your congressional hearings yep. about this game? Yeah. Yep. Don't do. I was never bad enough to punch those eyeballs. Mm -hmm. We always worried about if your computer could run it. Yep. I mean, it seems oh, silly yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The chainsaw. Mm -hmm. That ain't working. I think. But it's only competitive Wolfenstein this time. Isn't there like another version of Wolfenstein out? Yeah, F three D, three D came mm -hmm. out first, and this came out. Okay, all right. Here's another one. Classic, classic. From the creators of Star Wars comes a uh -oh. thrilling new adventure game based on the blockbuster film series. Sir, our Thai interceptors have located a rebel fleet orbiting the planet Torcanda. Check out the animation. Prepare the attack. Move our star destroyers within range and launch all. And move my head so I can stop moving. At once, sir. <laughs> the old rebellion has been crushed. The Jedi Knights exterminated. We are under attack by Imperial Star Destroyers. Oh, it's an attack! It's a trap! <laughs> a small and scattered resistance is rising up. See, that, that's clearly a mystery. You're right. Destroy all containers and freighters to disrupt oh, Imperial yeah. Oh, you remember oh, that? God. The briefing? Yes. Yes. The arrival of new ships. Withdraw if they are warships. I didn't sleep too much because of this game. Alrighty, alrighty. X-Wing. Good old X-Wing. Here's one that I was slightly reluctant to show, but it was a part of gaming history, so we'll take a look at it. Did any of you guys play this? I'm curious. Because there were people who played this. Agent says he did. Survived Shadow says he did. Okay. Nope, don't mark guys none of it. Oh yeah, wait to see the title. Look at that citizen. The asteroids move. <laughs> This was, uh, 1996. Wait a minute, that looks familiar. <laughs> Mind you, this is more cinematic than game. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, night vision. It's novel. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, some people in chat know where this game came from. Alrighty. That game was made by a person with the initials DS. That was their oh. game of note. <laughs> he shall who not be named. There you go. There you go. All right. Here's one to see if any of you guys played this one. Because I never played this. I used to always see it advertised. And I started to play it and then I never got to into it. Oh, it's winning so far. I can't see a thing, Jim. Well, hold on. I swear, it's always some damn thing. Wait, got it. Ah, oh, hell. This thing ain't gonna hold. Shut up. Damn, you're ugly. You girls strapped in nice and tight now. Hatter, your mama's... <laughs> Wow, none of you guys recognize this, huh? This became a popular series. Anybody in chat know what this is? Oh, somebody said it. Oh, what was it? Dark Knight said it. Yep, Sage got it. How are we gonna get all this home? I'm detached and moving toward the derelict spacecraft. Damn it, Jim. Videos out. Seems like salvage mechanics. You know, I didn't play this, but I think I would. Yeah. Yeah, this game became a classic. What? Yeah. Yep. Starcraft became a classic. That was Starcraft? Yep, that was Starcraft. Oh. 1998. And Starcraft 2 was the one that really became popular, but that's what started oh. their franchise. All right, here's another one. Eve Online oh, is a vast. Oh yeah. Uh, flashbacks. Yeah, I know you start. You have to go take some medicine after you watch this. Get an Excel spreadsheet somewhere. <laughs> did you guys? Did all of you guys? I know Red. Red said he was away from space games. I know he didn't play. Did you play this Jawa? No, I did not play this one. Okay. I played it like a job. Yeah, I was in it for like six, seven years. Let me ask you a question, box, Reload, since you played it and I played it, what are you still playing it? First question. No. And what made you step away from it? Honestly, it was the time sink. The time sink? Okay. Okay. And I, I didn't like the mechanics of flying your ship either. Yeah. The point and click. To yeah. Quick 
I came out of this into Star Citizen because before this I was in, in Galaxies and then I started playing this and really enjoyed it. But the deeper you got into it, the, the crazy, you know how the world is, it's a rabbit hole, right? The deeper you get, the crazier it gets. And it was reaching crazy level for me and I, I finally had to step away from it. But there are people who still play it, who still enjoy playing it. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's check I'm, out the next I'm surprised one. we haven't seen Dune yet. Remember Dune? Oh He's yeah. this time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. All right, let's check this one out. Who remembers this one? Oh. We feel it is more than a dream. A vision. <laughs> a vision of what? This has got to be Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, with phasers. Oh yeah, I played the crap out of this one. I always found it interesting that Lucasfilm was producing a lot of games during the 90s and 2000s, and then they just it ended. The whole Lucas Games thing ended. Lucas Arts. Find Bastila and bring her to me, alive if possible. You and Bastila share a powerful connection to the Force and each other. Still among the best voice acting ever. Malak is not stopped. The Republic will fall, and the Jedi will be hunted to extinction. Vassal, it is true, isn't it? And, and you knew. You and the whole damn Jedi Council, you knew the whole time. You misunderstand. This is for the taste of the dark side to whet your appetite. The Starforge wasn't constructed by the Sith, I know. We don't have time for me to fully explain it. That space station is far older than you can imagine. When you I feel like we did, should have Colossal in the uh, channel. Oh, yeah. We'll be willing. He's probably over there crying right now. <laughs> Tears of joy. The galaxy will enter a time of darkness and tyranny. Not seen for a thousand generations. Whatever dangers may lie ahead, we cannot ignore the destiny that has brought you and Bastila here to us. The fate of the galaxy is in your hands, young Padawan. You are strong, child, but I will break you. All right. Lots of folks in chat recognize that one. KOTOR, Knights of the Old Republic. All righty. I'm going to stay within the old Lucas, uh, Lucasfilm, LucasArts mode here and take a look at another one. Notice the uh, quality difference. Mm -hmm. Oh! In the next hour, a group of travelers will band together. <laughs> that just hurt my heart. Yeah, I know. Will be In the next minute, this is pre-combat upgrade. Evil Empire. Oh, don't even talk about it. <laughs> and the rebellion will rise. Cool, George. Second, a young hero will discover the Force, and a new Jedi Order will be born. Where will you be?
Sark, you never played Star Wars Galaxies. Oh, you oh. missed it. Oh. Get him! The graphics may not look the best, but it was there at the time. <laughs> it was like everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Jet Heller hit a good. No, not Jet Heller. Who was it? Uh, no. Noi, no Mithin. Please forgive me again. You hit it on the head. At that time when this came out, it was either people were playing WoW or they were playing Galaxies. I think that is a, a lot of people could agree with you on that. Here's another classic that a lot of people got caught up into. Oh yeah, in Normandy. We face extinction. A rogue soldier leads an unstoppable force across the galaxy. And only you stand in his way. Don't you understand? You've lost. Everyone you know and love. Everyone, you will all die. Let's finish this. Join us. Is submission not preferable to extinction? We just spotted a troop ship, and it's bleeding gas all over the bomb site. Can you hold them off? There's too many. I don't think we can hold them. I'm activating the nuke. I'm sorry, Ash. I had to make a choice. I understand. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I think that the Normandy is one of the best ships that they've ever made. Burger games, space games. I love the Normandy's okay. design. And that little ground vehicle too, the Mako? Yeah. Yep. yeah. I love that thing. All right, let's take a look at another one that maybe some of you all stayed away from. <laughs> Isaac, it's me. Oh. I'm sorry. Gives me chills to stick about everything. I wish I could just. You know they're doing a remake of it, right? A remaster. And it looks amazing. How many times you watched that thing? Guess you really miss her. Don't worry, we're almost there. You'll be able to look her up once we're on board. Sounds like you do have a lot of catching up to do. The USG Ishimura. Biggest planet cracker in her class. Why is it all dark? I don't see any running lights. Now imagine turning a bengal. Mm. <laughs> this is beautiful. Hold it. By maritime law, Article 5469, I hereby declare Captain Benjamin Matthias unfit for duty. The mark must be delivered to the church. I'm sorry, Ben, but I can't let you do this. USG Ishimura, this is the emergency maintenance team of the USG Kellyan responding to your distress call. Come in, Ishimura. 
I think they're just remaking the first one right now. There's some uh, stuff on YouTube you can check out. We need more help. We don't have the resources to deal with this many cases. Nobody would tell us what's happening. There should be a security detail in here. More salvage gameplay. There's not. There's no one here. Was so good. Isaac, where are you? Help me. That was uh, 2008, 2008. And uh, last but not least, we'll check out this one here and then we'll start talking a little bit. See if you guys ever played this or heard of this before. What's up guys, Anthony here for Rev3 Games. I am joined by Nate Bolt and John Sung. We're about to do something amazing. We're about to play Artemis. John Sung, what is Artemis? It is a starship bridge. You've got five people running stations and you've got one person who doesn't get a computer. They're the captain and all they do is give the orders. I like the sound of that. I'm gonna keep that in mind for later. Nate Bolt, this is your office. What did it take to wire this office to play Artemis? Uh, it, it was actually a lot of fun. We The main thing we wanted to do was get a wide throw projector that was at a steep enough angle so that we could all sit in front of it. Two separate stations. I tried this once. Four monitors. I don't take orders well. Um, <laughs> a lot of ethernet. I love it. Let's go see how it's played. This is the pre-Star Trek bridge crew, right? Yep. I remember this video coming out too. I was your, so uh, stoked. Your orders, sir. Assuming you have some. The engineer's job is to distribute power through all of the systems and make sure that uh, everything is working right. Overclocking certain things to make sure that they are awesome, and uh, distributing coolant to make sure the overclock stuff. What I like about explode. this is a combined yeah. tabletop and game. I got orders. Mm -hmm. uh, I, just, I got all kinds of orders. Right. So, Esther, let me know as soon as you've scanned all the unknowns. Science officer pretty much tells what kind of ships are in the area and what their phase harmonic frequency weaknesses are. Whoa, there's P-63. Roger Chang, give me a <laughs> heading of about 70 degrees and let's go warp 3 because they're about to attack DS-2. Aye, right, Captain. The helmsman's essentially the chauffeur for the entire ship. All right, there he is. <laughs> Roger, he just blew right past him. So, aboard my Idris. Oh yeah, I want shields. I want shields full Everybody's on. Everybody's a helmsman. Mr. Sung. Yes. Divert power to shield. So this is, if you guys haven't played Artemis, it's basically like a LAN game where everybody plugs it, was playing into it, and they're doing all the different roles that you would do, similar to Star Trek. And like we said, this was kind of pre-Star Trek bridge crew. And you can still get it. It's on Steam. People still play it. Oh, right on. Great, that means we can kill him. Nate, He's still getting it. fights about it, dude. Let's start with phasers, and then if they still don't answer, let's go up to torpedoes. Rear shields at 92%. Roger, you think you can face him? Uh... 
Mr. Sung, can we give a little more power to the shields while Mr. Chang figures out where we are? Stand by. Rear shields require some boosting. Mr. Bulch, switch to manual and fire those phasers like crazy. Shooting at them. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty self-explanatory. No? Uh, weapons? Esther, how are they doing? Front shield zero. Annie, hail them again. Their shields are down. They have not responded to any communiques. Nate, that means we get to blow them up. Yeah! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he pretty much is geared. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it there for our little trip down memory lane of space games. Uh, right on. And so, uh, reload. You said you actually did dabble in Artemis, huh? You tried it out. One time you said, Yeah, but I played with a bunch of knuckleheads. We all wanted to be the captain. <laughs> we did take each other's orders. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. I guess you should want to have an affinity toward one of those roles if you're going to play a game like that. Uh, but it was like that first game of actually people feeling like they were actually on the bridge of a starship playing uh, with friends, right? Collectively as friends, which was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Jao, out of all those games we looked at, which one stuck out with you the most? Oh, a lot of them brought back a lot of memories. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, and, you know, a couple of them, like, um, that we saw. Uh, let me see which one was it. Uh, like, uh, a couple of them are on um, Steam that mm -hmm. I was actually thinking about um, getting. Okay. Like Eve. Um, mm -hmm. Before I got into Star Citizen, I was actually considering going into Eve. Mm. So, okay. um, you might, but, you might uh, try Starfleet Command. Starfleet Command is really still really good. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Starfleet yeah. Command is good. Yeah. yeah. Eve is a, is a, a life sucker. I mean, if, if, yeah. if you get into it, it really is. I mean, to really get yeah. into it and you, it's not, you start out casual, but eventually you have to get sucked into the deeper sides of it. It's very difficult to remain huh. very casual in Eve. At least it's <laughs> my opinion. Other people may yeah. feel differently, yeah. but. I think it's a little difficult to, to remain kind of neutral with that game personally. Yeah. Out of some of the older games, I I don't remember the name of it, mm -hmm. but um, basically you were a floating probe. Like your brain was put into like a little probe that would kind of float around uh -huh. and you could explore things uh, kind of like the, the Bob books. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody in chat remembers that or if anybody here remembers mm -hmm. that, but... Um, that that was the one that um i remember back in the 90s that okay. really opened me up okay. to uh gaming okay reload out of all the games we went through which one stuck with you the most star wars galaxies galaxies without a doubt yeah yeah okay were you in it from the very beginning or did you come in later yep, yep. okay i was I, to the very bitter end into I, the, I the servers went down yeah yep. you went to the I, I, ng is when i oh you went to the servers went down oh my god yep. you really hung in with it Oh my goodness. Okay, yeah, NGE lost me. And I was, uh, the people on the show have heard me talk about it before, so I won't re-rehearse it. But that was my of all-time game, as far as anything I've played. I, I, I can't think about how much time I've put into uh, Star Wars Galaxies. Red, are you still there, or did you pop away? He might have stepped away. I'm, I'm still here. You're there? Still here. I just left. Yeah, I had to shut my camera off. While okay, working. yeah, no problem, no problem. Was there any game that you saw that kind of caught your attention out of the ones we looked at, or that you remember from people playing? No, none no. of them at all. Okay, because I, I know you said for twenty years you were kind of away from the whole computer gaming thing. So, and that's the yeah. span of time that those films, those were in. So let's do this real quick, guys. Let's do a giveaway because we were supposed to do a giveaway last okay. week for IAE, and we completely went to sleep on that. 
So we're gonna give away. Um, uh, we've got the, the the cool blue Argo Argo cargos or Argo PS MPUVs to give away. So we'll give away one right now. Then we'll give away one toward the end of the show. So right on. Uh, let's do that for those of you who are interested in getting the Argo with the uh, LTI. Oh no, with the ten year insurance. I'm sorry, but with the new cool blue paint that comes along with it. Uh, we're mm -hmm. going to ask that if you're interested in getting into that, that you would enter into this particular giveaway by putting in exclamation point Argo, exclamation point Argo. And while we're doing that mods, if you wouldn't mind putting that in for them so they won't forget. And we're going to look take a quick station break for something that we've been doing a promotion for this month. And then we'll come back. We'll give you guys plenty of time to type that in. But I want to run this promotion real quick and then we'll come right back. Greetings citizens, I am Griffin Gaming RPG. I'm one of the producers of The Soul Citizens. And uh, first of all, I wanna say thank you to all of you who have uh, watched us, who have uh, chatted in our chat, who have followed, who have subscribed, and who have tweeted uh, about The Soul Citizens. We really appreciate all the love and support that we've gotten from the Star Citizen community. And uh, during the month of December, we're doing a special promotion. We're doing one of our first promotion giveaways on YouTube exclusively. Uh, where we're looking to um, move our subscribers from, I think we're at 795 to 1,000. Uh, we would love to pick up another 205 subscribers and reach the 1,000 mark for YouTube. Uh, and you can help us do that by sharing this video, by sharing our videos just in general. Uh, and of course, if you we're gonna do a giveaway. Uh, if you'd like to be a part of that giveaway, you should like, you should subscribe, and you should leave a comment in this video. I know it's December 2nd when this video is going out. Um, I should have had it done yesterday, but real life got me busy. Uh, so I'm asking that if you did chat and some, put a comment in the other videos, make, please make sure you do it in this one. Um, and you'll be automatically entered into the giveaway and we'll announce uh, the winner uh, the first week in December on our first uh, show for Soul Citizens on our Sunday show. So like, subscribe, and make sure you leave a comment. You can say hi, hello, you can say good luck, you can say happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, whatever you wanna say. Uh, Kwanzaa, whatever you want to share, you can share it in the, there and uh, we'll definitely let you know who the winner of this wonderful RSI Phoenix, even though I'm an origin person, uh, Phoenix will be. By the way, none of you Soul Citizen team members don't put your name into this contest. <laughs> anyway, uh, happy holidays. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys in 2022 and we'll also see you in the first. Take care. Okay, so that is our promotion for the month of December. And we are actually we've gotten a lot of people who have uh, subscribed. We're now 858. So that puts us at, what does that put us at right uh, on. reload? What is that? It's 142, something like that. 142 more people that we need to subscribe before the end of the month. And we've gotten already that many people just within the last couple of days. So tell your friends. I know a lot of you guys are already subscribers and followers of us, and we appreciate that. Uh, but if you're not, you can subscribe and make sure you leave a comment. And again, we're giving away a Phoenix, uh, $300, $350 value, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to a lucky winner. Uh, and we'll be announcing that at the beginning of 2022, the first at our first show in 2022, we'll announce that. So, all right, we think we've got everybody in at this point. If you're interested in that Argo, exclamation point Argo with the uh, IAE, not the IAE, what was it called? The best of show paint, right? That's what they called it. All right. 
Uh, let's see. Ajawa, I'm going to let you do the countdown on this. You can count down five, four, three, two, one, and then we'll punch it. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Boom. Punch it. There she goes. (laughs) It's better than SpaceX. Oh my God. And it goes to 2G. 2G, you are the uh, the winner. It looks like from the uh, for the Argo Cargo. Uh, congratulations, congratulations. We're going to give a second one away uh, later on at the, toward the end of the show. So stick around if you guys are interested in that, and make sure um, 2G, uh, if you would send that to send your information, your uh, RSI email, um, and send that to uh, either Ops Chief or to Admiral Kusanagi. Either one of them. There are mods. They'll take that or Fast Cart. You can send it. Matter of fact, send it to FastCart because FastCart's going to be the one that sends you the ship. So send it to FastCart, please. And he will make sure that he gets that out to you guys. Okay. Let's get past all this history of stuff of, of gaming and let's start talking about um, the, 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 the games that we hit toward the end there, which was Mass Effect, uh, Star Wars Galaxy, Star Wars Old Republic, Eve. And, and you know, we've heard Chris Roberts say this panel. We've heard them talk about the fact that space games were dying. What, what, mm-hmm. do, why do you think, and, and Ajawa, I'll start with you this time. Why do you think maybe space games, that genre was down? We saw plenty of games beforehand. In fact, they were the ones that started the revolution toward gaming with Space Invaders, Galaxian, uh, you know, those type of games. What do you think made space games fall off? Um, I, I have friends that are console gamers, and, um, and they talk a lot about the FPS games. Um, uh, Call of Duty and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and th- I think that those are really appealing to people. Mm-hmm. Um, as we know with Star Citizen, you get all all of that as well. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that um, people just like that type of thing. So are bo- people were bored with laser swords. You think was that what it was? It was like been there, done that. I mean, we're talking 1977 Star Wars. You know, by the time 2007 comes around. 20, 30 years have gone by, right? So do you think maybe right, there was right. this kind of, you know, was there, was it exhaustion because of the franchises maybe, you know, Star Trek? What, what do you think was any of that was tied to it maybe that all of a sudden interest became in, like you said, games like Call of Duty, Battlefield, things like that? I, I think um, a lot of people wanted the more in your face mm-hmm. um, type of, I mean, it's, uh, you go in there. Um, I forgot what movie it was, but it's um, no, you're the guy, and if you die, you die. Mm. Uh, some of the space games, um, it was flying around and more exploring and stuff, kind of like Mist for me. Okay, but um, in these games, um, there's a lot more. You follow missions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Again, that's what Star Citizen is doing. Mm-hmm. But I just think that um, people wanted that more mm. engrossed type you could work as a team mm-hmm. you could bring a team in kind of like what we do with uh star marine mm-hmm. but um that that's what i think okay. okay um yeah okay reload what about you any thoughts on that what, what may have been the shift i blame blizzard the uh, world of warcraft mm-hmm. and the the rise of the stronger consoles because it started drawing people away from mm-hmm. I think space games are traditionally like board games or like, you know, GURPS or some of those kind of role-playing games. And then maybe 
bleeding into some <laughs> some of the like eve was probably the powerhouse for um computer gaming at that time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know then swg was kind of killed by uh some inner workings inside of lucas films so mm -hmm. i think that may have swung a bat at it too yeah people left a bad taste in people's mouths mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and what? to be to be honest you kind of had to be a special kind of crazy to place spreadsheets in space mm -hmm. with eve yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, it spoke to a definitive hardcore nature to that but mm -hmm. it didn't have the even the fancy laser swords anymore it was just mm -hmm. wow yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like that, that kind of mindset yeah I mean, Eve, 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 Eve visually is beautiful, right? When you when you go into it, it's it's, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> you don't have a first person perspective per se, and you're and you actually you're willing to compromise that because the game is so beautiful to play. Yeah, when you see it, right? The soundtrack, the music. I mean, it, it is immersive from that standpoint. I, I think one of my observations would be as a, as an old guy in the room is that there were some things, a little bit of what Jawa said and what you said. I do think that culturally there were some shifts that were happening too. Games like these games we talked about before were games that you played uh, over a period of time, right? You you played them to exhaust what you could out of them, and when you got through with them, you were you were proud to say I played such and such, and I I got to the end. What I started noticing with some of the other games that came in later was that the level of gratification time became shorter, that there was a more instantaneous, yeah. fulfilled feeling when they would play these games, hence games like Call of Duty, right? If you're going after the enemy and, and if, if it took you two or three days to kill the person, you'd be bored to death. But if you can run in and do it and do it very quickly, right? There's a, an immediate feeling of gratification. And so I kind of feel like those type of things started to step in a little bit with players. And then there was, I think the franchises of some of the games that we saw that were popular, like the Star Trek, like the Star Wars, they were kind of waning a little bit too. You know, they, they weren't necessarily doing all that great back then. And so even the interest of that fan base, seeing those games translated over was rough. To your point, Reload, with Star Wars Galaxies, when we got to NGE, that's a good example of what I mean by instant gratification. Because remember, mm -hmm. in Galaxies, if you wanted to become a Jedi, how long would it take you to become a Jedi in that game? It, right, and, and not everybody was a Jedi. It was just it, one of those Everybody things. couldn't be one, mm -hmm. right? And and you right. had to really grind. Some people got lucky and got it out of eight careers. Some people had to do all 33 careers. But then they issued out the NGE, which said that when you start the game, you could become a Jedi. And because people mm -hmm. didn't right. have to go through that grind anymore, they immediately went to mm -hmm. Jedi. And it also killed yeah. the game. It also killed the game. Um, part of, I think part of it, too, is their culture is changing because we've just gone through, what, Desert Storm, Desert Shield. Yes. We've gone through yes. CNN is coming up. Good and, you point. Know, the ticker's at the bottom of the screen, all that stuff. Good point. Yeah. I remember, do you guys remember playing American Army, AA Online, American Army? Remember that? It was so real. It is Ooh. still. It's so realistic to, to, to war stuff. It, in fact, the U.S. Army used it as a recruitment tool to get young people to join the armed services from playing it. Uh, and but you're right. I didn't think about the fact that during that time there was also this feelings of you know of of of, of uh, patriotism and war and 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 to a certain degree a certain level of glorification of it, right? And people got into it, right? So some of the games that we saw come out of that period of time and even nostalgia, because if you remember games like was it Battlefield 1942, people were, and they back were good and games. Playing. They I were mean... great games, absolutely, absolutely, because they were but they were also mm -hmm. story based. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Right. There was that multiplayer, but the multiplayer was the bonus. People got those original mm -hmm. games to play through those nice story arcs that they had in the game. Right. And, and now it's kind of flipped around the other way. People are into it more for the multiplayer. And a lot of times the stories aren't that great these days in those games. Um, okay. 
Uh, let's let's jump into Star Citizen here. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, what okay. got you? Let me start with Reload on this one, and then I read. I know you're there in the background, so you don't. I know you, you you'll be able to answer. What got you to back Star Citizen? What what made you decide to after all the games and years of playing Reload? What made you look at this game and say, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put my 35, 40 bucks in on this thing. Chris Roberts in the cockpit. Really? That's all it was. That was it. I was, I was at work and one of my buddies said, hey, come over here and look at this. And he showed me on his work computer the YouTube video. Mm -hmm. I think maybe it was the Kickstarter. Whenever Chris was sitting in the really janky uh, cockpit, mm -hmm. he was saying, oh, PC was dead, blah, blah, blah. Right. It, it hooked me. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll take a look at this. Immediately went home. Yeah, that, as soon as I got home, I was like, I got to check into this. Mm -hmm. I was hooked ever since. Wow. Okay. Okay. Red, how, how about you? What, what got you to jump into Star Citizen? Because you said a friend told you about it. Yeah, a, a friend from WoW told me about it. And I checked it out. And it, lo and behold, the first thing I check out is the ship, the Crucible. In, and it was in uh, concept. First sale of it. So oh. I bought a Crucible to get started. Wow. Not knowing that there wasn't even a game yet. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, that early website, would you, you just didn't know what was going on with that early <laughs> RSI's website. Jawa, how about you? Well, I got into it uh, about a year and a half ago and because of Fist. Mm -hmm. He's the one that was telling me about it. And um, after we built my PC, we loaded it because it was um, uh, right at the beginning of a free fly. They had a free fly right about that time. Mm -hmm. And I was instantly hooked um, because not only could I you know, I, I could, you know, he had tons of money in game. So he got, so I could outfit myself, but then you walk outside the station at, we were at PO, we walk outside, you get into your ship and you fly to a moon and then you land and then you get out and you walk around. Mm -hmm. I almost ran out of oxygen on my first day by myself <laughs> because I was just wandering around um, and just totally engrossed by um, the visions of it. My first real memories were in the Crusader system before it's changed the way it is now. Mm -hmm. um, and just standing there watching Crusader rise over the moon. Mm -hmm. Just, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and right about the time I started, that's when the MSR came out. And I love that ship. And I kind of scraped together a little bit of money and Fist helped me. And I bought one of those in, with real money. Mm -hmm. And then um, then it went on from there. Um, and I spent way too much money this year at IAE. So, but um, it's just, but what's keeping me coming back is the community. Um, it's, I haven't flown with you um, yet, Griffin, but, and I don't think I've flown with these guys yet. Mm -hmm. But I fly with the Cobra Force and um, just how it, um, wonderful they are and helpful. Um, I was starting mining and I went into their comms and they're, oh, here, fly over here. I'll show you how to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, no problem. I'll, well, no, you guys are doing, no, no, no. I, I want to show you how to do it. Mm -hmm. Just how helpful and friendly yeah. everybody yeah. was. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's what got me into it and kept me coming back. Yeah. That's probably one of the biggest things I hear from people who come in is the, how helpful the community is. We, I, we know our community is mm -hmm. crazy too, but the more <laughs> than anything, what you hear is how great and helpful our community is to help people mm -hmm. who are coming into the game, which is, which is always great to hear. 
Um, let me jump back to reload now, and here's a tougher question. Uh, when when you you know when you heard about this thing, obviously you know you said Chris Roberts. That's all you needed to hear. But it was a Kickstarter, right? And Kickstarters in those early days where some people didn't know very much about them. Some people were nervous about them. Some people were like, okay, it's just a Kickstarter. Did you have any concerns back then when you signed up for it in relation to this whole, you know, the game's not made yet, but we're asking for this, that, and the other. And, 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 and also let me ask you, what are your concerns now that you have at this point years later? Well, I'm a fool easily separated from my money. So for me, it was... <laughs> When Chris Roberts was was talking about his dream, and I, I when I first thought about it, I thought he was elite dangerous. Mm. So I was like, "Oh yeah, I played elite dangerous." And, and my buddy's like, "No, no, no, it's freelancer." I was like, "Oh," mm. and I thought, "Luke Skywalker, the freelancer?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, Mark Hamill." I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Mm. But then it started, it started steamrolling, and then I was like, "Oh, I've got to look into this. I've got to." I, I and then the Wings, Wingman's Hangar came up. Mm-hmm. And I started watching those. I'm like, these are a bunch of people I can get behind. Because I already worked with a bunch of nerds. Mm-hmm. Different brand of nerds because different industry. But mm-hmm. I saw these guys and I saw how passionate they were about it. And people just started sending gifts to these knuckleheads. And I'm like, wait, people are sending brownies and, and suits and all kinds of weird stuff to these developers. <laughs> I'd never seen anything like it before. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm hooked. I'm in. Right. I'm all in. And then, you know, mm-hmm. became concierge. As soon as that thing became a thing. Mm-hmm. And just kept mm-hmm. going from there. Hang on to part two of that question then for me. I'll come back to you on that one. Red, what about you? Uh, w- did you have any concerns when you you said you saw the Crucible? You, you you loved it right from the beginning. Was there anything that you felt nervous about in relation to any concerns about the development in the beginning? No, not not really, because I, I joined at kind of a unique time, right when Arena Commander was, it was just around the corner, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Within about three weeks, I had a, had a week or so of learning how to, strafe up down left right get out of the hangar mm-hmm. and then was into arena commander mm-hmm. so and i've loved it ever since i i think development is is slow at times but getting better for sure okay okay jawa how about you any concerns when you heard about this because i'm sure by the time you got into it a lot of the controversy had you know really blown up right. about this game right yeah and there's still some out there mm-hmm. um but yeah, my only concern, I guess, is um, for a while when I first was. make sure we go it was before we go it is when you yeah. first started. When yeah, you first started. Yeah, um, it was that uh, they were doing too many things, trying to get too much stuff done, mm-hmm. and um, and I was just afraid that you know personally, I I was afraid that you know maybe they get frustrated and just stop. Mm. Mm, yeah that's interesting yeah i think for me i came in reload i hate to say this i came in ignorant i really did um i was playing eve and at that point i was frustrated i was reaching that max point with eve and a friend of mine said hey do you know chris roberts is making this game i said no i didn't know anything about it i came in literally like the month after the kickstarter ended that's when i found out about it and i signed up but i waited because i was trying to feel at that time if you remember Jawa, you weren't around back then, but the website was very confusing because, you know, you saw one ship for this price and another ship for this yeah, price. Yeah, it was janky. Yeah, it was, you just didn't, you didn't see a flow to what was really happening. It was just like all the information was just there, right? And there was real no, real no navigation to kind of navigate it to someone who didn't understand about this process of a game being an alpha and then beta and so on and so forth. And combined with the fact that it was both Squadron 42 and Star Citizen, the universe, 
there was just a lot mm -hmm. going on there. And so I didn't have any initial concerns. I had some friends who were the ones who expressed concern when I told them that I had signed up for it. And they were kind of nervous about it and saying, well, you know, there's some problems and, you know, Chris Roberts isn't this and blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And, I, but, but I always remember the first time I went into the hangar and some of you remember the old days when you went into the hangar and your helmet was sitting on this little stand and you pick this helmet up, right? And flip it and there's a little elevator to your right and you walked in. And the very mm -hmm. first time when I opened, I think it was an Aurora and the door opened and I went inside and sat down in this thing. And yep. even though the screens were placeholders, I was could see, man, if they do this, this is gonna be ridiculously amazing. Fish in our fish tank. Yeah, yep. you, you couldn't yeah. even turn on the yep. ship. You couldn't even turn on the ship. All you could do is just get in it, you know? And, uh, and then I think after that, I got an Avenger and that back ramp opened up and that freaked me out, you know, and like you said, being able to walk from inside this hangar into this ship and sit down, nothing worked, you know, all you had was a closed hangar door in front of you, but there was something about what they were doing that was so different from what we had seen, uh, that, that it's sna it snatched me in. And I don't think I ever really had any big concerns in the very beginning. Let me speed up the Wayback Machine and come back now, reload. And let me say, in this point, since you've been in it for this amount of time, um, what are, do you have any concerns right now about the development? Are you? I, I know it's been a road up and down, big roller coaster, but where are you now with it, with the development? You know, what's odd is I've never had any doubts because mm -hmm. the only doubts I had, I think, was um, uh, when, when it first came out, we said, oh, it's going to be a landing zone. That kind of disappointed me. And then they came mm -hmm. out with the actual planet tech. Mm -hmm. And that reinvigorated me, and it's only gotten better in my mind since then. Can you explain a little bit of that? Because a lot of people weren't around back then to understand what we what the expectation was, and then what actually happened later about the landing oh, zone. I, about the landing yeah, zone. Mm -hmm. Originally, it was just going to be hero zones where we land and you know walk around. Or I, I don't think it, it was even designated an entire planet or a mm -hmm. large area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Then when they figured that out, I mean, it it changed in my mind. Oh wow, this is going to be a competitor. There's going to be a competitor to No Man's Sky, yada, 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 all these other big titles. Yeah. Some of you might remember the uh, video of uh, the Aquila. I think it was an Aquila coming out yeah. of warp. And you hear them call in. Uh, they're, they're outside of an orbital and they call in and say that they want to request landing. And they tell them that they can. And I forget what term they use, ECS or something, landing system. But back in the day, that was the way you were going to make an approach to a planet or moon. You would have to call in, they would respond to you, and then you were going to be autopiloted in. You could not fly on your own into the orb, the station or moon. You had, you were literally going to be guided in and you were, and if you watch on the video, that's what they do. They let the computers take over and they sit there and watch and they fly over the city. They make this path and then the constellation comes in and it lands on a pad. That was all going to be automated. And you had, and it was a specific path. The most we got after that, oh, and correct wow. me if I'm wrong, Reload, the most we got after that was that when CIG said, well, we'll make it so that you can fly in, but it's going to be this narrow lane, and you can you only have so much to your left and right, up and down, and you have to stay in this guided lane in order to come in. And even then, there was not going to be this. You could fly all over the place. In fact, if you guys remember, when they first put our corp in, you couldn't, remember people used to break in, Reload, and uh, they would break in and maybe get the uh, P-72, and they would yep. fly, 
you'd see somebody flying around the city where they weren't supposed to be able to do that. You know, uh, the city was going to be locked out. We weren't going to have that type of access. But like you said, there was a breakthrough, right? Because they said it was going to be years before we could possibly get that. And one CIG mm. developer went home and worked over the weekend, a few weekends, and came to CIG one day and said, hey, I got something I want to show you and showed them the whole procedural planet thing that they created. And all of a sudden, two, three years of work got shrunk down to just a couple months after that, so, or a few months, okay? Um, let's see, uh, Red, let me ask you, where we are right now, any concerns in relation to development? I just wanted to go faster. Okay, okay. <laughs> I want more of the game. You want more of the game, right? Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Yeah, 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 okay. Jawa, how about you? Any concerns as, as you for the time that you've been here about the about the development? No uh, concerns now. No, because I kind of understand. Well, not, not completely understand, but um, with all the updates and I catch a lot of those things. Uh, they answer a lot of my questions. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of bummed about some of them because there still isn't pizza, <laughs> but I want pizza in the game. Um, but it's I, I want to make a T-shirt that says. I survived patch 314. <laughs> so, um, but uh, when this, yeah, it's every time I'm thinking, oh, okay, then something new comes out. It may not be something great mm -hmm. and big and uh, earth moving, but um, like Orison, when that came out, mm -hmm. it was, oh my God, that's <laughs> gorgeous. Um, and then when they reworked some of the moons, that you can actually see your footprints in. Mm -hmm. uh, it it's just amazing. Uh, that that's the main thing for me. I'm just I'm really looking forward to certain things that are keep getting pushed off, like salvage. Mm -hmm. But it but they're put to me. It seems like they're putting these things off so they can get it right. Mm -hmm. So um, they can do like mining right now is pretty dialed in, mm -hmm. uh, and it's. And then when they make the, what, gold standard passes, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I hadn't flown my uh, Pirate Gladius in a while. Mm -hmm. And everybody, oh, yeah, gold standard, gold standard. I'm going, what are you, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. So I pulled it and got into it. And I, oh, my God. <laughs> and I was just floored. Mm. So, um, But we also have to remember, it's an alpha. This game's an alpha. It's not even a beta game. Mm -hmm. this is, but it's a playable alpha. Mm -hmm. And we get to be part of this if you go in the um uh the um in, uh the, the test version and you put your gripes in they appreciate that mm -hmm. we're actually um well paying to test this game out but mm -hmm. um i i just i think it's gonna do really well i i really enjoy it okay my, my concerns right now have to do with the fact that you know, in the earlier days when we had all the glitches and well, not that we don't have them now, but when we had the real obvious <laughs> glitches and bugs, uh, the, the, the difficulty with doing something as simple as logging in, uh, you know, there, it was very obvious that things weren't together. My only concern now is that we're moving into a place now where things are running pretty well a lot of times. And when people come into the game now versus people who've been around for a while, it would be very easy for them to think that when something goes wrong, to be actually more turned off to me than before, um, because they 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 are thinking that this is a finished game. Um, some of it comes from CIG's marketing, and 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 mind you, 
I, I know this is a weird thing to talk about with the marketing, but they technically are not advertising the game. They're advertising it to mm -hmm. us, the backers. But there right. is no true promotional advertising that goes out. In other words, there's no ads taken out in magazines. There's no paid reviews with, with any of the industry located. You know what I'm saying? None of that is there yet. And so even though it gets out there because of obviously social media, it's really marketing to those people who are really in the mm -hmm. community more than anything. And so right. for those who understand that process of where we are, we get it, right? We see the fancy stuff, mm -hmm. but it's like, yeah, okay. But for people who don't know, it'd be very easy for them to come in. When they say right now, you can play now in 316. You know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. also not a thing with bugs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, well, it, it, were you yeah, going to yeah. say reload? <laughs> well, so that's, that's the importance of the community because we have mm -hmm. some really strong voices, both on the salty side mm -hmm. and the positive side. And I think as long as we keep the positive right. side going, mm -hmm. right. yeah. this jump, jump in test squadrons discord. We'll, we'll, we'll set you straight. Yeah. Don't play with <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll be fighting in there. People will call each other names, but at the end of the day, we're all still star citizen backers and we still love this yeah. project right. that I mm -hmm. think is going to change the industry, not only for, gaming industry but i think it's going to change the entertainment industry oh, and yeah. as a larger you know mechanism to not be reliant on these darn publishers and all the shareholders and that kind of mentality mm. but more of the art form mentality mm. yeah mm -hmm. and there's a lot to what you just said there because <clears throat> there are also people who don't i think that there are people who don't think my toy did a real great video on this a little while back but i think that we don't think about the business side of this that mm -hmm. this is unique, right? This is a unique kind of an anomaly, this type of development of a game, but it's also a testing ground, like Reload says. Mm -hmm. And if there's success in this, if there's great success in this, it could impact the gaming industry. It could kind of shake the yeah. tree for the companies who have been around for a long time and done stuff a certain way. Um, it also raises the bar though, to those people who wanna put out early access and don't deliver, right? That also becomes another factor because that's the big thing. One of the reasons why people are so cynical is because they've been playing these games and putting money behind the, the next greatest thing or the next best thing. And then when it didn't deliver, mm -hmm. they've been burned and burned and burned and burned. Mm -hmm. Now you come up with a project that sounds so ambitious and so big. And it's like, huh, we've heard that before. Ain't happening. You know what I mean? Be very easy for people to feel that way. Now, let me bounce to reload on something that you said, Jawa. Because sometimes I've heard people say this when people say, well, it's still an alpha. And I say, well, this is just an excuse. People keep saying, yeah, people keep saying it's just an alpha, right? But true enough, it is, right? Um, but, but, you know, it is unusual for a game to be, I shouldn't say that, publicly it's unusual for a game to be an alpha for nine years, right? Now, when it's behind closed doors, we don't know what the state is. We know it's beta once it goes to public, but this is the first time you've had a game. This isn't even early access. It's an alpha game for nine years. That is not the norm. Is it <laughs> no. unfair to, to talk to CIG? Because the, the next question I'm asking is, was when, when these people say the game's taking too long. Now for me, I'll speak first on this and I'll go to reload. I'm glad it's taking the amount of time it was because I remember what this game was like in 2015. And the game I saw in 2015 is not the game I want to see. I'm, gl I'm glad it didn't come out in 2016 because when I look at where we're at, if I've, I'd be playing something else right now, to be honest with you, I probably wouldn't be playing Star mm -hmm. Citizen. Um, and we saw what happened with games like No Man's Sky, right? When they weren't ready, it took them a long time. They've been coming back. They've been diligent. God bless them. They, they've put their nose to the wheel and said, regardless of what people say, 
you know, wanting to kill us, whatever. <laughs> We're going to make this game the way we wanted it. And even though they're a small mm -hmm. studio, they have finally started to deliver what they said they were going to do back in 2016. But that's freaking five years later. And they announced mm -hmm. in 2013 and they went into development. Guess what? In 2012. So they took 10 years to get where they are right now with only four freaking multi people running in there. Right? So when I gauge it against other games that are doing it, I like a CD Projekt Red started in 2012. How many people are you here talking about CD Projekt Red's game right now? Cyberpunk. I'm hearing the crickets because I'm not hearing that many people talking about it, right? New world. So, yeah, so reload, go ahead. Give me, give me some of your thoughts about this whole alpha game's taking too long. Uh, to me, I'm playing the game right now. I mean, I don't see, <laughs> I don't see it taking too long. I mean, I, I see new things coming out. It's not like, like I've been playing Icarus and I've been playing that game and I thought, oh yeah, it's finally released. It's no longer in beta. Mm -hmm. it, it looks really fun. It looks, it, it, I play it and then I have fun, but it's not a game I'm going to stay in. Mm -hmm. Not like Star Citizen. I've been playing Star Citizen since we, before we even had hangers. I mean, it's just a twinkle in Chris Roberts' eye. Mm -hmm. And I think I'll be playing this in my retirement age. I, I mean, this is what I'm going to do instead of playing golf. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so I think that people saying that it takes too long. Well, yeah, if you expect an already built engine an already established gaming company and they're still adding people by the way like hundreds and hundreds of people mm -hmm. and the art is part of, i mean it's it's top it's world class that you can't you, i put any of the artists in cig against anybody any gaming industry anywhere in the world mm -hmm. uh the same thing for uh the actors the acting talent they were chris was able to get mm -hmm. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. all these, all these, it's a perfect storm of something that's really, really going to start taking steam. And we're at the very cusp of server meshing. I think once we actually see all these things have been working on for years, all this tech that didn't exist before, like 64 bit architecture didn't really, or the floating point or whatever they're, whatever they're calling it, mm -hmm. it really didn't work with the um, CryEngine. Mm -hmm. Even when they went to Lumberyard, it still didn't quite work, so they had to tweak it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All this work, all this behind the scenes, all these features, all this stuff that they've been building and building and building, it's only going to get better and faster. Once we see Squadron 42, it's going to be worth it. That's going to be the benchmark. I, I just hope that they stick to their guns and don't fall to pressure saying, oh, yeah, it's been 20, you know. 10 years or whatever people conflate it with other things and they think it's been longer than it really has because mm -hmm. you really can't say a development company of 20 people is really a development company right, not right. for a game of this magnitude mm -hmm. so i only count the last five years maybe okay that's when the engine started going that's when lumber mm -hmm. yard all the lawsuit all that stuff mm -hmm. we, we trudged through all that nonsense yeah now is when i start counting it every patch is when i count it mm -hmm. oh salvage is coming up oh it got slipped who cares? You can, you know, it's, it's another year. It's, it's fine. Right. It'll be worth it. I mean, look at what we yes. got with the raft, the, the newest little ship. It's a little bitty ship, but it's fun to fly. It's got all the bells and whistles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Look at some of those ships that have gone to gold standard. That is the quality we're going to see in the future. And I think that if people stop and think how hard development is, mm -hmm. I know I can't do it. I couldn't sit there and make a spaceship from scratch. Mm -hmm. I couldn't come up with these building block systems that they're using. Mm -hmm. Once people stop and take a step back and say oh okay we just have to trust a little bit yeah, yeah. We're, we're giving them money to say we trust you mm -hmm. yeah then if you come from that perspective i don't think it's taking too long yeah yeah, yeah. 
perhaps there, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm throwing any hate and shade towards cyberpunk because I'm not. I guess all I'm saying is they had difficulty even when they put in 10 years toward their game. And they're mm -hmm. still working on it, right? They still want to be able to bring in multiplayer, which I believe will truly bring out, you know, the desire for people to play the game even more when they can interact on a social level. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I guess I'm dealing with this issue of the clock. How long does it take? And don't get me wrong. I, you know, I do think that there is a certain um, obligation to the consumer to deliver, right? Within mm -hmm. some form of reason. And the question will become when Star Citizen finally comes out, as Reload said, when we look at it, will we feel like it made sense? It was reasonable, you know? Or are we gonna feel like, man, they could have did this three years ago and we would have been done. You know what I mean? It's gonna be, that's gonna be, what that quality level is gonna be is whether or not we feel that the 10 years or whatever time and frame it took for it to come out was worth it in mm -hmm. the long run. Red, let me well, spend, go ahead, go ahead, reload. I was gonna say, this isn't a McDonald's cheeseburger. This is more like, <laughs> you know, world-class steak. Mm -hmm. It takes time, it takes training, you can't have, you know, junior level developers working on this, you need experience, you need the quality that we have in the, in the studio. Mm -hmm. Okay. Red, let me ask you a question, because I know you've heard people and known people who have pretty much quit the game, right? Cause, you know, we see them come and go, but there's some people who just said, yeah, it's taking too long, I'm not playing the game anymore. Um, if, you were, if there was something you would say to them, because you've kind of hung in here for a long time too, is there anything you would say to them about it? Would you tell them to step away, you know, take a breath, take a breather? Play something else. What is your normal advice to people when they feel like it's taking too long? Well, I I would say step away. I I recently started doing a new world mm -hmm. or something different. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of have a unique position and outlook on it because mm -hmm. I am an Ibukati. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So I play the Ibukati mm -hmm. and do what is needed to get it to the stage of PTU. Mm -hmm. And then when it releases PTU, I usually don't play until it goes live. Yeah. <laughs> because I get, otherwise I get burned out on it. Mm -hmm. You know, I like the development. It's coming mm -hmm. along. Yes, it takes some time. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm willing to wait the time it's taking. Mm -hmm. You know, I've waited seven years mm -hmm. and it's not even on the roadmap, the repairs yet. Mm -hmm. But I know like with the mining, it took a long time to get it to this point. And now we just got, they just mm -hmm. put in the medical part. Mm -hmm. So, and, and the new inventories, I think it all is working. I think it's it's best that they've taken mm -hmm. the time and done it the right way. Mm -hmm. That's, that's right. And mm -hmm. not having problems with it. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We still have the loss of our gear right now, mm -hmm. but they know about it and mm -hmm. they're working on it. So. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Joe, how about you? Any thoughts? <laughs> Um, repeat the question again. I'm well, sorry. I'm, that's okay. Uh, no, no. I was asking about the whole thing about it's taking too long, you know, and I know you've been in yeah. a shorter amount of time than most of us, but I'm sure you've right. heard people say, you know, it's, eh, I wish they heard them get it out, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. Um, you know, the thing is I, I'm still enjoying it. I've been enjoying the different game loops, but I do have to admit during, uh, patch 314, mm -hmm. it was, Sometimes it was tough on me, especially because I had an AMD card mm -hmm. and I had those black boxes. Mm. Um, it just really messing with, you know, <laughs> the immersion in the game. Mm -hmm. um, and for people that are, you know, maybe getting a little tired or something, mm -hmm. something that Fist and I do is we play other games too. Mm -hmm. um, we've been having an absolute blast with Red Dead Online. It's just, it's completely different. Oh, hit me up, I'll play with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did a crossover video from Star Citizen to Red Dead. Uh -huh. uh, we had a lot of fun with that. Um, another friend of ours who is actually um, 
uh, one of our moderators, uh, she plays Phasmophobia with us. Oh, and yeah. it is so much fun because, <laughs> yeah, she'll scream. But, um, and it's like Baldur's Gate. We've played that because we're D&D nerds. Okay. Um, and then... And then I have my uh, flight sim with my VR because mm -hmm. another friend of mine is um, he's um, having some medical problems right now, but he's going to, he's a private pilot instructor. Mm -hmm. And um, so he is giving me chores to do on the VR flight simulator at the airport. That's right up the road for me. Okay. So um, I play other games and, um, and then when I come back into star citizen after playing red dead for about a week or something, mm -hmm. You know, granted, we do do our streams and everything. Right. But I played Red Dead for like three days, didn't touch Star Citizen. Then I went in for our stream and I was, oh, my God, look at that. <laughs> oh, wow, look at that. Yeah. Um, and it's, sometimes it's all new again. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. so I, I just, you know, I have a computer that will play all sorts of real cool games. Mm -hmm. And so I do. I've I've told people, you know, when they when I know that they're really stressing out about things, that it it is good to play something else, you know, because mm -hmm. we have some people who only show up when it's update time, right? And yeah. that's okay, and that's okay. They're they're coming. They want to see what's latest in the game. They want to have some fun. Mm -hmm. um, you got mm -hmm. some people who are here every other day, if not every day. They jump into the game, right, and they continue playing it. Uh, you got some people who are the full the test, right? They're not Evocati, mm -hmm. but they do tickets, right? Um, and mm -hmm. they, they, they enjoy going back and re, you know, confirming whether or not people's bugs are correct. You've got all these different folk. And I think I tell people, you have to do what's going to keep you sane with this game. You really do. It's like, we've got the mm -hmm. $45 backer and we've got the $45,000 backer, right? <laughs> um, you, you've got all of them yeah. in there. Yeah. Right. And I don't get mad at the person who's only spent 45 bucks who wants to come here every time. I don't get mad exactly. at the person mm -hmm. who spent 45 grand who has all the ships. You know what I mean? You have to mm -hmm. find that comfort zone of what works for you with this. Uh, and yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent, you know, if, 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 for some people who want to play this and that's all they want to do, cause there are some people who really want to immerse themselves in this thing. And mm -hmm. then there are some people who just like, you know, as soon as they, they lose that first $2 million load on their Caterpillar and they're like, I'm out of here. See you guys next patch. You know, <laughs> that's mm -hmm. where it ends yeah. for them. You know, mm -hmm. that's where it ends. Okay. We are about to wrap up. We're going to do our last giveaway in a second, but we got one last question for these wonderful gentlemen. What OG sage words of wisdom? <laughs> would you care to share with the lightly seasoned backers of star citizen from since and i'm saying in the sense of your history of playing games which you've seen with video games you know failures successes the ones you've enjoyed the ones you've hated and as we're getting into this going into the 10th year for star citizen next year will be our 10th year since the kickstarter started any words of wisdom Jawa, i'll start with you on this one because you're the newest person in from what you've seen what's your perspective any words of wisdom just just growing with the games like i have from old text-based games to the bbs games um and yes i've gotten frustrated i am one of those lo losing two million dollars in a caterpillar <laughs> um but some advice that i was given and that i would give it's you know maybe step away from that go check out some of the planets go check out. I mean, I've stood at the ocean there on Hurston. Okay, it's polluted, but it's still gorgeous. Go find some of the Easter eggs. Mm. Um, go look at the Christmas tree at Microtech. Um, that's one of the easy ones. Go find the food tree 
Mm-hmm. Um, go look for the Prota mm-hmm. um, on, I think it's Ariel. Pico balls. Um, see if you can, what's that? <laughs> Pico balls. Yep, yeah. So, um, I mean, go check out some of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, go explore mines that you can drive into. There's instructions on how to get to those. Mm-hmm. Try something different. Mm-hmm. And um, and if you need to, step away, play another game for a little bit, and then come back. Yeah. But, um, and, then, and most importantly, get involved with the community. Get yeah. involved with one of the communities. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, I'm trying to find out who had me laughing in, in chat. Uh, who was it who said, <laughs> somebody said, Go take a look at the Star Citizen subreddit for refunds, and you'll get a different appreciation for the game, which is true. Uh, let's see. Red Wolf, if there's any words of wisdom, some sage words of wisdom that you would give, what would you give? Be patient. The game is coming, mm-hmm. you know. And like I say, take a break. Get you, you got here by games. Take a break with those games or find another one that you can play mm-hmm. in the interim. But you'll come back. I've been back haven't left mm-hmm. okay good stuff reload well i i would say don't listen to anything on the internet because it's a hive of scum and villainy and a cesspool of just idiots come come to the the people that actually play the game and, mm-hmm. and play with us mm-hmm. you'll see yeah. it's 45 dollars to get in mm-hmm. i mean sometimes it's even cheaper than that mm-hmm. yeah. we'll loan you ships i mean if you come into test oh, yeah. squadron discord just ask. We'll give you ships. You can fly around. You play with it. Talk about the yeah. games, theory craft. I mean, that's half the fun that we've had over the last five years. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Really hardcore theory crafting. Oh, what are we going to get in the next patch? Blah blah blah. You get into nerd fights, but it's always fun. You always end up making friends, and then you could play games with those friends. But you always come back to Star Citizen. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. It's going to be here. I'd say. By the when I'm no longer here, it's still going to be here. Yeah. So, yeah. so I really think that it's it's an investment in your time because we only everybody only has so much time. Mm-hmm. So, so don't come at it negatively. As soon as you come at it with a negative attitude, all you're going to get out of it is negativity. Mm-hmm. Come at it with good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would say uh, everything that everybody said, I'd echo. Um, you know, patience is a factor. Um, looking at the history of the development, not just of Star Citizen, but look at other games and look at um, their history of development. Um, Look at what's happening in the gaming industry. We've talked about this on the show before. Yeah, we all want the game out and we want the game to be good. We want it to be the best that it can be. But I'll admit to you, I was very disheartened over the last five years to see the companies that we have supported and trusted for a long time to be doing some of the mistakes that they've been making. Bethesda, uh, Blizzard. Activision, Blizzard. These are the companies that you knew when their games came out, they were on point. And we've been seeing some really funky stuff come from these different gaming industry, you know, big AAA studios. Uh, I don't want to mm-hmm. see Star Citizen make that mistake. I, I want Star Citizen to be around just like Eve, just like WoW. You know, we're talking 10 years, 15, 20 mm-hmm. years. You cannot make mm-hmm. that in five years. Not going to happen. Right now, Bethesda's doing Starfield. They've been working on Starfield 10 years at a minimum, and they said they've been actually thinking about it longer than that. And what did they do? They were supposed to put out a little bit this year. They pushed it back a year. 
because they've learned because there's a lot on the line for them because of what has happened with some of their previous games. And so as much as we all want the game to be out, we want it to be out as best as possible. And I think that we can say over the last year, year and a half, maybe even two years, we've seen it accelerating. We've mm -hmm. seen the quarterlies where significant things are happening. We're starting to see things finally become implemented. But like any big building, you've got to build a good foundation. If your foundation sucks, if it's messed up, for those of you who are in a certain game with the initials ED, y'all know what I'm talking about. If that engine ain't right, it's going to bite us in the butt later on. And so you've got to have, mm -hmm. you've got to build it in such a way that you always are going to have the ability to grow and build on what we have. And, mm -hmm. and let's hope that the folks at CIG, I believe they are thinking that way, but also that they will be able to complete that task. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, reload. I was going to say one final thing, sure. uh, just about the devs themselves. Mm -hmm. it's, you can think of it more, it, once you meet those guys, you'll, you'll really mm -hmm. understand that they do have a passion for this. It's not just uh -huh. a job. Right. Like you, you all work with people that it's, they just clock in and clock out. They don't care. Mm -hmm. By and large, I'd right. say it's a generalization, but I'd say those guys care. <laughs> they really do. They really, they're like us. They have yeah. a passion for science fiction, passion for art, and a passion for doing something that hasn't been done before. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And the things that they're doing have never done, been done before. Mm -hmm. Some of this tech that's coming out. Uh, Griffin, as you said earlier, this stuff is going to drive games of the future. Mm -hmm. I mean, things that they're coming up with, um, the new renderer that they're going to be releasing, mm -hmm. that is going, it, that is cutting edge. That is unbelievable stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, it's just amazing when you start looking into what these guys are actually doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they're building airplanes in the air is what they're doing. So um, they are. That's a cool analogy. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. That's um, either that or herding cats, but you know, <laughs> uh, that's more us, but yeah. it, it's, I mean, every time they come out with something, uh, you know, a new game loop or a new something, I'm just blown away um, mm -hmm. because I remember when the refineries came out mm -hmm. and that was something. Wow. Mm -hmm. And when I walked into a refinery for my first time, that was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't wait to see the cargo decks go live. I'm, I'm so excited to see those come alive now, you know, because that would be mm -hmm. awesome. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, thank you guys so much for sharing. Let's do this other giveaway. Red Wolf, you there? Because I'm going to have you do the countdown this time. Are you, are you available? Cool. All right, gang, we're going to do this second Argo Cargo. And for those of you who are interested, don't put it in yet. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. Don't do it just yet. Subscribers, you're going to get uh, two times the uh, likely that you might win the getaway if you're a subscriber. So we want to do something nice for you. And now you can start punching it in, exclamation point Argo, if you're interested in getting the Argo cargo. Um, let's see. we got folks lining up very quickly here. Um... Let's start talking about what's going to happen for next week. By the way, I, well, I'll, I'll get to thanking my guests in a hot second here. Let me hit the right button. I'll make sure I push the right button if I push the wrong button. I wanted to, to bring up the point that sure. I've been around longer than most of us have. Uh -huh. that the, uh, we saw the prospector come out and actually mining start. And I think I think that with having the mining, mm -hmm. I think a lot of the tools that they're building mm -hmm. in the background that we don't see starting from the mining mm -hmm. has been in has, has helped them develop the game even faster, you know, mm -hmm. by, by development. And I think we're going to see that go tenfold as things keep going. Mm -hmm. 
Right. Yeah, you're right, Red. If, if they if they dedicate the same level of complexity and levels that they've done in mining to smuggling, to mm-hmm. science, exploration, you know, down the line, scat salvage, you know, if they mm-hmm. do that, this game is just going to be amazing. You know, because I'm going to tell you, during a profession, did... you have to know your stuff. I was telling somebody yeah, the other day, this right. Jawa, check this out. You know what I told somebody the other day? I said, I need to right. go start memorizing certain ships of mine because as an engineer, do you know where uh-huh. all the panels are on your Carrick? Every one of them? Do you know where the battery <laughs> go, where the yeah. shield go? I mean, literally. And if you're operating on someone's ship as the engineer and they tell you, you know, reload, go change shield two. And you're like, which freaking port, starboard? Where, where, you know, there's going to be, mm-hmm. the complexity I'm, is going to be amazing. I'm in the custodial department. Thank you. <laughs> Where's the mop and bucket? Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's... Go ahead. Good and job. then with the new systems coming in, mm. that that's what I'm really, yes. really looking forward to. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. That would be really cool. Okay, let's do this countdown. Red, are you set? Everybody's in, uh, exclamation point, Argo. Red's going to give us the countdown, and we're going to punch it. Go ahead, Red, whenever you're ready. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> the speed run. Whoa, looks like Relic. Relic, you are here. Relic, if you are here, give a shout out in the chat. Relic, if you are here, congratulations. You are the winner. Hopefully Relic is here. I know Relic didn't leave that quick since we just did it. But Relic, if you are here, drop your name in there, say hi in the chat for us. And have I seen him? I still haven't seen him. Where's Relic? Did his name go by? Maybe his name went by and I didn't see it because I was changing screens here. I still haven't seen Relic. Seems to be in chat. I haven't seen his name yet. Relic, put it into there. I am here. Awesome, awesome. Relic, make sure you send your RSI email to Fastcart. He's in there. DM him uh, your RSI email name, and we will get that Argo cargo out to you. Uh, Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Um, Trying to think, was there anything else? No, I guess that's about it. Um, I want to say thank you to our guest this week. Um, and we're going to say thank you to Jawa Sparky. Jawa, give Fist a big wave for us. <laughs> and we sure appreciate will. Sure you will. being here tonight. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you again. Where can they find you? Uh, at fistandjawa.org. And our Discord there is Sons of Valhalla. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can find the link and just jump on in. Um and usually somebody's in public comms. So okay, awesome. Thank you again for being here tonight, Red Wolf. Mm-hmm. Give a shout out for your org. Tell people where they can find you at. Hey, you can find me at Test Squadron on Discord. That's where you'll find me all the time. <laughs> all I, the time. I may not be in the channel, but I'm generally monitoring something. All right, all right, Red. Thank you so much for being here tonight. And Reload, you can close us out. Tell us about where people can find you and your org. Discord.gg forward slash test. <laughs> If you, come come on in, we take anybody, even when you don't want to be taken. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Okay. Listen, as That's always, yeah, I know. Uh, as you guys know, on Thursday nights, we have our community talk show, Soul Talk, which is hosted by Fastcart. Uh, that's 10 p.m. Eastern time. You guys can come into our Discord and actually join the car, just like these guys did. You get to hear your voices, and you don't have to put your pictures up, but you do get to share your voices and talk about you know, the things about Star Citizen, usually the things that are going on during the week from ISC, things of that nature. And then next Sunday, we've got a very, 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 very special show. 
uh, all of our shows are special, but next week I'm looking forward to seeing. It's going to be called The Cinemakers. Some of you guys have seen uh, some of the machinima that's done by folks mm-hmm. like Zark Media. He does that Hurston News thing. Uh, you've seen Adrift. Um, many mm-hmm. of you are familiar with um, uh, Overclocked, the series. And of course, I think everybody here knows the folks from Star Jump. But well, we are going to have all four of those oh, directors wow. on the show with us next week to talk oh, about cool. their, about their machinima, their cinematics, uh, what goes on to how they make it, what inspires them. And it's going to be a really, 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 really cool show. So you all, that's next Sunday, the Cinemakers at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And so hopefully you guys can hang out with us. Again, to all of the guests, thank you all so much. For all of you who are in chat, those of you who subscribe today, who follow today, thank you guys. Citizen Shenanigans, thank you for the resub. Reload, thank you for that sub. The follow from 2G and Noctul, thank you for the follow. You guys have a great week. Stay safe. Uh, and hopefully we will see you in the verse real soon. Until then, peace, love, and soul. Take care. <laughs>